I need some attention. I'm pregnant. <laughs> All right, fine. Then I'm leaving. If you love that dog so much, just, just go to him when you need... Um... <laughs> to know... Uh... uh hmm. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Because I'm leaving. Let's rock. Can I get a open? No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. And here are your hosts, Dan, Jamie, and Al. Yep, it's the Married with Children podcast, the show that you could even taste the meow. <laughs> uh, my name is Al, the man that is worth a thousand condom commercials. <laughs> I'm Jamie, and I say, if you're going to gyrate naked on a table, you should do it for the family. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Dan, and nobody better pull my finger. <laughs> okay, Norris. <laughs> We are reviewing Buck has a bellyache. Peg feels left out when everyone's attention turns to a distraught Buck. Season 6, Episode 6, Director Jerry Cohen, Writer Ellen Fogel, Original Air Day, October 13th, 1991. Special guest stars, William Sanderson as Cousin Eb, Joey Adams as Cousin Effie, John Garrard as Possum Boy, Patrick Cranshaw as Young Kit. Possum Boy. Uh, yeah, so this episode, we are still in the Hail Baby years. I gotta say, this is probably the first time, like, when this episode started off with Peg's stomach and her holding it, I'm just, like, rolling my eyes. I'm like, okay. Again? I could see how this has not looked (laughs) fondly upon. Like, I am just like, (laughs) oh my god, again with this pregnant stuff. But... That doesn't reflect my feelings on the entire episode. Right. But, yeah, at that point, I was like, please make this good. I would agree, (laughs) yes. Yeah. Do we have the munchies? (laughs) Well, how does a nice salami, goat cheese, peanut butter, and crayfish sandwich sound? (laughs) Now, I wonder where we could dig one of those up. (gasps) Well, looky here. (laughs) Look out below. Hmm. Something's missing. (sighs) Here's your ice cream, Mom. Tabacchi and clam. I wonder if it's better than uh, Cherry Garcia. (laughs) <laughs> Not a fan of that? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just trying to think of another stupid ice cream flavor. <laughs> uh, we should have the kid from the Goonies list them all. Exactly. So, yeah, that's pretty disgusting. Tobacco-flavored ice cream. Um, oh. Chubby Hubby was always my favorite. What's in that? Pretzels, chocolate. Oh. I don't think I have a favorite. I th- the only thing I like that's probably exotic is like the Reese's Pieces ice cream. Yes. That's about it. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Nothing crazy. <laughs> so Buck hasn't eaten in three days. 
<laughs> the kids are even eating his dog food at this point. It seems like that would be a natural, a normal occurrence in the Bundy house for a dog not to be fed for three days at a time. Yeah, I guess he finally was fed and he wasn't eating it. Yeah. You know, I do love the fact that the dog does get fed and th- they don't care about the kids, but right. but the dog gets fed. And that's, you know, that's how it should be. <laughs> exactly. That's how it always was growing up for me. They got their priorities right. Exactly. That's, how, that's how it was for me when I was young and poor, um, you know, coming up by my bootstraps. <laughs> my pets always ate before I did. The two of you may share a spoon of my tobacco ice cream. Yeah, I don't want any tobacco ice cream. I still have my pride. I'm not putting anything that disgusting in my... Hey, dog food. I remember this brand. It's got extra horse. Oh, yeah. Hey, well, why isn't Buck eating any? He hasn't eaten for three days. Nah, the poor guy. Well, here. To your health. <laughs> Harriet, Ricky, David. He calls the whole family basically the Ozzy and Harriet family. <laughs> That's a TV show, The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. I had to look that up. You did not. <laughs> I did. I didn't watch the show, Timing. <laughs> well, I know, but everyone knows it, though. I mean, it's it's the show, the standard. Like, everyone, whenever you have a, a I don't know, like, what's considered a perfect family, you know, everyone right. named checks Ozzy and Harriet, you right. know? I, I mean, that is true, yeah. That's true. So he's being sarcastic because they are not the run-of-the-mill ordinary <laughs> family. So it's like calling a fat guy tiny, I guess. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're the opposite of this. Yes. I have a little announcement. Uh, We're going to have to start tightening our belts around here. We can still keep the help, can't we, Papa? <laughs> oh, sure. Just keep eating that dog food, oblivious to the problems of the rest of the world. <laughs> from now on, I'm going to need every nickel we got around here. Al, you haven't said anything to the baby. I'm sorry. Get a job. <laughs> Anyway, employees of the mall are no longer allowed to park in the free parking lot. I have to park on the street, two blocks away, where the city has thoughtfully installed new one-hour parking meters. Yep, I guess they figured that parking for free and working for a shoe store was arousing too much jealousy. <laughs> like, if my boss ever told me something like that, I'd go, yeah, yeah, sure, okay. And I would just park a little ways down inside the mall parking lot. Like, do you think I'd ever listen and actually park in the street? Like, I care for customers to park in the street because my car is taking right. up a spot and I work there. Right. Sure. <laughs> Gee, I sense a keen remember when speech coming. Remember when you could park on the street for free in this country? Am I the only one that senses that slowly but surely our freedoms are being taken away? The freedom to park. The freedom not to fasten your seatbelt. To not to worry about having a working muffler. <laughs> Back then, you knew a man was coming by the black smoke belching out the back of his American car as he tossed as he tossed beer cans and French fry packages out the window. Now, how's a man supposed to have fun? By being with his family? I weep for this country. So Al hates how PC the world became in 1991. <laughs> oh God. 
He uh, had no clue. Just wait. Wow. Can you imagine Al today? That that scares me because I wonder if we're going to say that like 20 years from You know what I'm saying? Like 20 years from now, 30 years from now. Oh I wonder I wonder if we'll laugh at like the level. If it gets level. any worse, we won't be able to. We'll <laughs> be done. We'll all be dressed the same. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone hears us say that, they'll slap us in prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? No, that no Siri will pick it up when we say it in our homes. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. It'll become a thing where the whole world's monitored. Like you won't even have to be caught by a cop speeding. They're gonna have things in your car that they know what street you're on. They know the speed you should be going, and this is, you are over the speed limit. Like it's gonna be like that. You're gonna have. Yeah, it'll probably be like Minority Report. I was just about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> they'll arrest you before you even do mm-hmm. anything. <laughs> you are thinking of committing a crime. Exactly. It's going to be, I'm so glad I'll be dead in 40 years. I'm so happy about that. I don't want to be here for anything beyond my lifespan. It's going to be bad, man. That's very touching, honey. Now rub my feet. Hey, I wouldn't rub your feet if a genie popped out of me. What if it was like the Will Smith Aladdin? Oh, God. It looks so atrocious. I don't know why they led with that in the first trailer. That was such a bad idea. Because actually, the second trailer, he didn't look completely horrible. But that one, oh, my God. Like, what are you thinking? So creepy. Uh, Dad, I think Buck is sick. My baby? (laughs) What's the matter with my hairy man? That's so cute. It is a, the the amount of concern that he and the kids have is, is just so cute to me. It's weird. He never seems to care about Buck in that way. Like, he's always like, ah, you lazy, shiftless. The only time he ever really cared about Buck was probably when Buck was going to get neutered, and then Al had to stop it. Right. <laughs> Other than that, it's weird. He never, like, showed this kind of affection. Unless he's in some sort of peril, mm-hmm. or he's not feeling good. Yeah. So it only took five episodes, and by the sixth one, they are done serving every whim Peg has. Well, what's wrong with him? I don't know. He hasn't eaten in days. Well, you know, I'm running a little low on foodstuffs, so maybe you guys could go out and get hey, me some. you know, there's a new pet shop in the mall. Why don't we go down and see if we can get Buck a different dog food? Well, let's go. Okay. Let's go. Uh, on your way back, could you stop at Ox Kebab and bring me back a John Madden with the works? Did your mother say something? Ah, who knows? Who cares? <laughs> so John Madden's the football guy, so you can only imagine what that... If uh, if the quarterback throws the football to the end zone, that's going to that's gonna, that's gonna result in a touchdown. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> So that's cool that they're not treating her like... I mean, that's some of the annoying part about this whole Hail Baby run. You know, like, everyone's mm-hmm. so tired of, like, ugh, it's all about Peg, and it's like, you know, this and that. Uh, this this doesn't really stop, so I guess we'll get to it, but... Peg and Marcy are eating like animals. They have this huge <laughs> jar of gas tablets, and I guess it was funny when Peg poured them all over her spaghetti. <laughs> like... <laughs> 
That was so extra. And it made it even <laughs> grosser that Peg had nothing on the spaghetti. Nothing? Right. That That's what threw me off at first. I was like, are they just eating, like, plain pasta? Now, don't get me wrong. I've done that before when, like, you come home at, like, 2 a.m., throw, but- throw some butter and Parmesan right. cheese on that, and, like, you're good to go. It would have made a better visual for the pills to land on, but (laughs) it almost makes a grosser visual now without it. You can't even see the pasta after the pills are on it. (laughs) I actually had a woman order come into their restaurant and order biscotti the other day. Oh, really? What's that? I'm like, really, lady? (laughs) No, it's spaghetti. She just doesn't know how to pronounce it. Oh, I thought it was a different kind where it is just butter. Like butter, spaghetti, biscotti. She's like, oh, I like <laughs> biscotti. And I'm like, how old are you? <laughs> oh, did you guys ever watch Honey Boo Boo? Oh, here comes Honey Boo Boo. It was. They used to eat sketty. It would be half ketchup, half butter, oh. and they would melt it in the microwave, and that's oh, what they used God. for spaghetti sauce. I just gagged. Wow. Like over, <laughs> over the ice cream, I gagged over that. Yeah. The only time I ever heard of that was when um, Henry Hill from. Uh, Goodfellas, when he said he was talking about food in prison, he said, Today everything is different. There's no action. I have to wait around like everyone else. Can't even get decent food. Right after I got here, I ordered some spaghetti with marinara sauce and I got egg noodles and ketchup. (laughs) Yes. Oh, that's a classic line at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that funny when Marcy was eating the, the chicken leg and then she threw it on her back and you could see where it landed? <laughs> that, that was an exciting throw. I got to say, there's a lot going on in that toss. What a, how amazing that she th- – because the camera angle barely captured anything behind them. But she threw it in such a way where you could see almost the entire journey of that leg. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How could she have done that? It was like Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. Yeah. It's amazing. Except it's a piece of chicken. <laughs> oh, by the way, did you bring the gas tablets? <laughs> I got boxes of that stuff at home. Jefferson eats it like candy. He's having a sympathetic pregnancy. It's the cutest thing. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> well... Nobody better pull my finger. Did you finish painting the nursery, honey? I couldn't. Every time I'd go up the ladder, I'd have to go pee. Then I'd sit there and nothing would happen. Look, my feet are all swollen. They're big as tubs. I just want to cry. I'm just so happy. He's good at this. Tell me about it. He felt his baby kick before I did. <laughs> like, wow. I gotta say. Whew. Doesn't that surprise you? Uh, my, my dude let me down in this episode. That's yeah, your guy, man. And he let you down. <laughs> that, not, not, not on this episode. I'm taking a mulligan. <laughs> See, now, now Jerry never strayed from Steve, even when he was wearing a clapping hat. So... I don't care. He's crossed the line in this episode. I'm all set with him for now. I'll see you on the next one. <laughs> Listen, he did. It was good acting, mm-hmm. but not my. I don't want to hear about this, or that's not my kind of humor. To watch him do this and to hear about how everyone's paws are as big as tubs. That's all he's saying this episode. 
especially um, with <laughs> where they've kind of been going with his character. Right. Um, I don't love it because it's not indicative of what he would have done normally, especially like where he's been the last couple of weeks. It just seems kind of weird, you know, being the um, the pool hall, you know, <laughs> advisor, Mr. Miyake thing. Action Jackson. Yeah. That like, OK, like you can kind of see because it's like you can understand like he, he was hustling people, selling them like Chicken McComico. Exactly. Like he and so that would make sense with his character that then him and Kelly would team up for something like that. But this I was like, oh, man, they made him a little, you know, and that was sad. I hate seeing that. <clears throat> I know. How real is a sympathetic pregnancy? Is this like a real thing? It's a thing, yeah. Yes. It isn't recognized as a mental illness or disease. <laughs> <laughs> it's called being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, if any guys listening to this show have had a sympathetic pregnancy, just turn our show. Listen, this isn't for you. Unsubscribe man. now. This ain't for you, man. <laughs> You're the opposite of the audience we want. Uh... Eh, that's stupid. Okay. So they got new... F- it's- <laughs> I love it when you read your own notes and you're like... Oh, like nah, that's stupid. What was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> they got new food for Buck. 50% more cat parts. You can taste the meow. Can, can you imagine if they really sold... like? It's obviously the classic joke of, you know, the cartoons where the cats and dogs were always, like, fighting each other in the old cartoons. And, and I guess I guess it happens in real life to some degree. But could you imagine, like, they're playing into the idea that dogs hate cats so much that they would eat them? <laughs> I just think of that scene in Man's Best Friend where he's eating the cat out of the tree. Yeah. <laughs> I just watched that. Oh, did you? Yeah, like a week ago, two weeks ago, something like that. He eats a cat out of a tree. You've never seen Man's Best Friend? No. <gasps> wow. Yeah, he he eats it. He, like, swallows it whole. <laughs> he jumps up and grabs it and, and swallows it? I'm sending you this scene right now. Wow. <laughs> well, look, I want to know right this minute why your feet aren't swollen and you never complain about your breasts. <laughs> yeah, Daddy, why? <laughs> well, Peg, if you don't have them, they can't hurt. Tell him, Marcy. <laughs> Kids, I know what will be good for Buck. A nice ride in the fresh air. So Al confesses that he didn't treat Buck all that well. So, you know, this is consistent with real life on the show. Because <laughs> that's important <laughs> in a comedy sitcom. <laughs> we have to make sure everything's tied together, guys. Uh, hey, listen, we have to have some point in doing this podcast. <laughs> exactly. I try to act like this is real life. It all makes sense. It fits what they did before. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, what are we doing? Exactly. I know I haven't treated you like I should, but it doesn't mean I don't care about you. Things will change from now on. You know I always loved you. All right. Let's watch your uh, <laughs> scene of a, a dog eating a cat. <laughs> Get a Max sickle. <laughs> wow, so these kids encourage this. Yeah, right. What the hell? How's he how's he scaling the the tree like that? 
genetically altered. Oh, he is? Look at this poor cat. I wonder what he got paid to do this acting job. <laughs> and how they had to harass him again to do all this. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I like how he kept like bobbing his head up and down to get him down the throat, <laughs> just to get uh, like a snake or something. Yeah, that was weird, man. <laughs> You're welcome. I wonder if yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of weirdness, uh, everyone is giving Buck more attention than Peg. Okay, Dad. Look, we got Buck a hot water bottle. And some new doggy toys. Well, did you get my tushy loofah? No. Now listen, good news. Buck's vet says there's nothing wrong with him. He thinks he might feel neglected with the baby coming and all. If I don't get some attention real soon, I'm leaving. Come on. Well, I mean it. I'll go. Hey, I got a good idea. Let's go downstairs and get us some of that dog food. Show Buck how it's done. Yeah, okay, good. I like that stuff. Come on, boy. Good. Hey, really? Get some grub, boy. Hey, now, wait a minute. I need some attention. I'm pregnant. <laughs> All right, fine. Then I'm leaving. If you love that dog so much, just, just go to him when you need... Um... <laughs> To know, uh, uh, hmm. Oh, well, it doesn't matter, because I'm leaving. Did Mom say something? <laughs> and then she realizes that she serves no purpose. I'll, get, I'll do another, like, after-school special thing here with these lessons of life. That's true in life. You have to create a value in yourself for people in general, in life, in, in relationships of all kinds, you could be truly worthless, like Peg. And then look mm. what happens. You know, mm. you have to have some value. For example, like if you're a wife, let's just say like Jamie, and she's married to Brian. But let's just say he comes home and she doesn't work. She's just sitting on the couch all day watching Oprah, eating bonbons. She, she doesn't, <laughs> doesn't cook dinner. She doesn't clean anything. The same stuff's on the floor that it was last week. And <laughs> nothing changes. No, There's no value. Let's just say that they don't have any romantic time at night. So she doesn't do that either. So now she's rendered herself useless. And there's no reason to stay with her. Have you been watching my house? <laughs> I have one of those baby monitors and a little stuffed bear on your shelf. We saw the uh, bonbons coming in from Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because I can't be bothered to go to the store. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's it's a life lesson. You can't be worthless. Well, especially when you don't have any money. When your back's against the wall financially and you're not contributing anything, I would say that it's probably a little bit more urgent than a lot of, you know what I mean? Yeah. They have to cut you loose. Right. Exactly. <laughs> your dead, dead weight. weight. Ah, perfect. <laughs> See, it's true. Exactly. My life lessons are real. Come on. <laughs> so she goes to Wanker County to get proper attention from her family. And that's why I came home to Wanker County. 
I'm just so happy to be here. I needed to be around some normal people, Cousin Eb. <laughs> and since when do we talk when a man's got his bag on? And here's where we start meeting the family. So, now we met the Wanker family and all in the family. That was uh, the episode with King Kong Bundy. Yes. Yes. So, exactly. so that was great. We met the triplets, Otto, Irwin, you know, the whole, the whole nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we never, well, I don't think we'll ever meet the mom. We'll hear her one day, but. Mm-hmm. So Cousin Eb <laughs> is played by William Sanderson, and he gets a nice set of applause when he is uh, introduced. He's known for Blade Runner, Last Man Standing, Deadwood, and True Blood. Now, what do you guys know him from? Because I can't imagine all... Because those people, I don't think were clapping for anything I just listed, except maybe Blade Runner, maybe, but I don't think so. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I knew him from Blade Runner, but first and foremost, I knew him as Larry from Newhart of Larry, Daryl, and Daryl. <laughs> Mother brother, Daryl. <laughs> Which actually really... I mean, it, it kind of makes it appropriate that he played this role just because, you know, the... It, their whole whole type of people they were right. on Newhart. It, it kind of fits it, this. And, and that's where I felt like they. that's why they hired him for this. You know? Uh, yeah. That's Not because he was too. in Blade Runner. No. Exactly. No. It's because he had shown, like, he was really famous for that character. So, you know, it, it seemed appropriate. I didn't know who he was at all. At all. I didn't either. Now, the, the other people, yes. Ugh. Well, one of them, I never made it to her head. I wonder <laughs> if he's going to marry Flo. <laughs> Flo. Is that a waitress? Yeah, well, she might be. I don't know. But his name is Eb. <laughs> I mean, that would be Eb and Flo. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you meant the progressive girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Now, what were you going to say? Well, what I wanted to say was that I thought I saw a fly dive right into your feed bag. What do you think the rotten meat's in there for? So there's rotten meat in that thing so that the flies can jump in and he eats the flies. Like, I I feel like they're trying to up the gross factor in this. This is like the third time that they've tried to gross us out. And every time it works. Oh, it does. They're, they're pretty good at this. I know. Her, she goes to say hi to her dad, and he throws down a pitchfork <laughs> and a knife. <laughs> and then this guy ex- explains that he, he must have thought it was Peg's mother. It's the mother's fork. <laughs> and knife that she eats with, I guess. That's horrible. That's such a funny joke, though. Like, that's ruthless. So we have to imagine that up there... Uh, from where he threw this stuff down was Tim Conway, who plays Emphram Wanker. Uh, his children include Peg Bundy, Otto and Irwin, Sticky. Sticky. Sticky! Yeah, so just imagine that was him up there. What do you guys think of making Peg come from this type of family? She does obviously come off as more of like a suburban or a city girl or whatever. Right. So to make her... Even saying Wanker County, we all know what Wanker really means. You're a wanker. Um, yeah, <laughs> they say it in train spotting a lot. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think that for me personally, 
I was like, I was so like shocked by this set. I was like, <laughs> what is going on here? Like to me, no, it doesn't fit at all. Can I get used to it? And does it set up some funny jokes? Absolutely. My biggest problem with Peg going home, so to speak, now is the the plot line. It, it, it felt like they tried to, what's the term? Put a put a square peg in a round hole. <laughs> no pun intended. And um, well, we already got a hint of this though from all in the family. So we we can't be that surprised you it's, know? it's not that i was surprised i was surprised at the level of <laughs> oh, how far they keep taking this like it, it was extreme but then again it's also indicative of the season as a whole and where the show's at do i think that it would have been this in season one or two or three no yeah season two like season two did do this family thing but did they go this far like would would they have had a thing where a boy Possum boy is like 40 years old, lays in the road and waits for cars to run over him. I don't know if that's where they would have gone back then. Well, I was trying to find out how old Possum Boy is, but on IMDb, there's nothing. His name is John Gerard or John Gerard. This is the only episode he was in and he was, this is all he did in his acting career besides Rock and Roll High School Forever. He was laughing, man. <laughs> Up. <laughs> yeah. He evolved. And they're both the same year. <laughs> right? I mean, he grew up fast. They grow up fast. Even if that is your claim to fame, I'll take that. Like, yeah, I was awesome, boy. I married with children. What? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right? But, uh, so William Sanderson right now is 75 years old. He's still alive. I called a family meeting. We're going to take good wanker care of you. It's Possum Boy. Possum Boy. How have you been? I got run over by one of them new Mustang cars today. So you still like to lay down in the roads in the afternoon? Heck, you never grow out of that kind of stuff. I love the scent of the hot tar, the hypnotic spell of the headlights bearing down on me, and the feeling of flight when you go bouncing off that grill. I'll tell you, you city folk can keep your Disneyland, because there, when the ride's over, you don't wake up in a ditch next to your breakfast. (laughs) Only in America. It's young kid and his new bride. Cousin Effie comes in, and she's the hot chick from the infamous Top of the Heap episode who was dating <laughs> Joey from Friends. Yes. What the hell is this? Oh, Matt LeBlanc? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Her name is uh, Joey Adams. She's the hot chick that we we kind of went into her before. She's from Days of Confused. She's the main girl from Chasing Amy. She's in Mall Rats. She was in Big Daddy. You know, she's very recognizable. Uh, I hardly saw her face in this episode because, man, <laughs> those short shorts, boy. <sighs> she looks so hot. And the fact that she had no shoes on sort of made it hotter. <laughs> Hi there. Cousin Effie. Why, you got married again. 
That's the fifth time, isn't it? Well, they keep dying on me. That's why this time I married a young one. Come on, sweetie. Ain't he sprung? He's still got all his teeth, too. Show her, honey. I may have to choose food, but when it comes to loving, thank God he's got six brothers. I gotta say, though, um... Out of all the guest spots on this show for its entire run, I've never been more surprised when I saw these two together. <laughs> oh, her and her, her man? Her in blue. <laughs> <laughs> like, you want to talk about, like, people that have had some pretty infamous roles. Obviously, with her, not as, as um, you know... I guess iconic is that one that Blue had, but she's had some great roles and to see them together, I was so surprised. And that's one of my favorite things about this show is um, I've made it a point not to look at who's going to be on because I've been really surprised many times. But I got to say this, this takes the cake. This takes the dog food with the cat parts in it. <laughs> 50% more. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, Joey Adams is 51 years old today. What? Yep. What? Time flies, man. Um, and the wow. guy she was married to in this episode, Patrick Cranshaw, he died in 2005 at 86 years old. Wow. So he actually lived another 14 years. Wow. He didn't die in that wrestling pit. You know he still has all his teeth, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he still has all of his teeth. <laughs> In his pocket. Yeah, she goes, show, go ahead, sh- show him. And then he, he starts rustling through his pockets. That was great. Like, that is the kind of thing that you always are surprised at that joke. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, God, that joke again. But every time, every time, you don't expect it. Because <laughs> you think they're just going to smile or something, you know. Can you imagine being his age and getting a chick like that? God, I thought I was cool because my wife was 10 years younger than me. Like, this is ridiculous. He literally has to wrestle two girls in old school in a, in a, in a, um, in a lubed up little, uh, makeshift, uh, makeshift pool. Yeah. And he dies right there in the movie. He's, (laughs) he's so happy and shocked that he just dies. Wow. Amazing. Maybe they, maybe he saw a picture of breasts. It's exactly it. Because that's what he wanted in this episode. Right, exactly. You're my blue boy. Pinky, I hear tell you're from the city. You got any pictures of breasts? (laughs) Well, what particular species were you looking for? (laughs) Even that line, that is the one inconsistent line. Like, why is he looking for pictures of breasts when he's taking her to bed every night? Right. Exactly. Yeah, right. That doesn't make too much sense. Yeah. Would you be wanting porn at that point? Like, how about these other two guys who just seem to get hit by cars and eat out of troughs all day? Like, they (laughs) don't want the porn. It's this guy. Right. Makes no sense to me. But okay. (laughs) (laughs) Is this a family reunion or is this a family reunion? Now, get us something to eat. (laughs) Me? Well, I'm pregnant. I came down here so you could take care of me. Don't you worry, Cousin Peggy. We're going to take care of you like we take care of all our expectant women. 
the way they treat pregnant women in Wanker County is they put them to work. They had her churning butter after doing a slew of chores, <laughs> and she just does it. All right. Then you get this crazy moment where a car drives by their house, and they all start shooting at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so random. The really wild part is that old dude, young Kit, while they're all shooting, he is in the path of the bullets because he's <laughs> he's sitting next to the window, and you could see the the exp- the pops of where the bullets hit the wall, literally like two feet from his head, <laughs> and then he's t- pointing a gun backwards. <laughs> like, what the hell are you, dude? Get out of the way if you're gonna do this. <laughs> Who was that? If we knew, we wouldn't be shooting at him. All right. I've had just about enough. Now, I want someone to rub my feet or stroke my hair or at least give me a stinking sympathy pain or two. (laughs) Sympathy pain. Hear that, possum? Boy, the city's taking the wanker out of you, cousin. That rich city man you married has done spoiled you. That's what happens when you marry one of them professional men. I don't care how good you are, no man deserves $3.50 an hour. It promotes those high-tone ways. Ain't nothing but sin in the city anyways. I say if you're going to gyrate naked on tables for money, you should do it for the family. Here, here, here. Now look. I just traveled 200 miles and 100 years back in time to come and be with you people. The least you can do is give me something to eat. How about some bacon? Oh, yes, please. You know where the hog pen is? And then she says she wants some food. He says, do you want bacon? She goes, yeah. So he hands her a knife and says, you know where the the pig barn is. I was wondering what that joke was going to be. And they really went for it with that one. So she, he wants her to go in there and cut the meat off of the pig's body herself. <laughs> After, Sorry. I guess, she slits his throat or whatever. Right. Whatever you got to do. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, Al's been eating dog food for days, and he's never looked healthier. <laughs> right. <laughs> now he's finally getting, remember how a dog is an animal with big floppy ears during the, uh, the what was a bun? Bundy land or whatever the backyard sale now he's finally getting his wish to live like a dog right exactly dream come true it's nice it's no longer a dream <laughs> it's reality and i the best is when when bud says something to him and he and he starts rubbing him he starts kicking his leg like a dog oh that, that, that was one of the best parts of the episode but it just made me think like um bud was not in this episode a, a lot at all was he i mean i guess he was just as much as kelly was and and al by now that i think about it but i just i don't know it's one of those episodes where i was like where where was buddy had a couple lines but yeah i'm missing grandmaster b man right exactly he could really uh inject something into these uh hell baby episodes yeah. <laughs> unlike yeah unlike the pregnancy that is something i'm i don't ever get tired of <laughs> right right <laughs> Finally home. You went out today, Mom? <laughs> Gone for a week. Didn't you get my note? I left it on the refrigerator. Now, why would we go in there? <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I learned two things. One, 
Trying to hike your skirt up to get a ride doesn't do much for you when you're six months pregnant. <laughs> and two, this is where I belong with my family that loves me. Aww. You really didn't notice I was gone? <laughs> of course we noticed sure, you were you know, gone. We, we miss you, Mom. When we looked outside. Was she really gone? <laughs> Never mind. Thanks, kids. It's good to be home. <sighs> now, let's say we celebrate by doing something as a family. Hey, that's a good idea. We've been cooped up in here for days. Well, let's say we get some fresh air. Hey, who will go outside and throw me the frisbee? I'll throw it. Good. It's a happy daddy. It's a happy daddy. Well, it's good to be home again and see things are back to normal. <laughs> I just wish someone around here would appreciate me and know what I'm going through. Just one lousy, stinking sympathy pain would be enough. But I guess that's my fate, to bear my burden alone. Alone? Look at these nipples. My paws are bloated. They keep shoving food in my face when all I need is a hug. God, I just want to cry. Boy, your paws are as big as tubs. Yours, too. <sighs> the, the, the whole thing is that Buck is having a sympathetic pregnancy. <laughs> right. And that's funny because the whole throughout the whole episode, I, they felt like such separate things to me. And then all of a sudden it clicked at the end. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, I realized because I realized that the whole reason Buck was having a tummy ache was because he was having a sympathetic pregnancy. Oh, the baby. You know? Then they said they're going to go in the backyard and throw the Frisbee uh, to Al. <laughs> they threw the Frisbee and he, he comes, he like leaps. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Oh, he got stunt pay for that one. Right. <laughs> I did love that Buck ended up in Peg's lap, you know. Yes, yes. I thought that was a sweet moment. Yep. So we'll be right back to rate this. No, ma'am. We'll be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Be sure to subscribe to them on the Apple Podcast app and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to Channels and search up Married with Children Podcast. Now they're available on the TV Time app. Go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and support your favorite podcast with a small monthly donation. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now Dan, Jamie, and Alex are going to give their final thoughts on this week's episode. All right. How many gas pills are you popping out of five <laughs> for this episode? Buck has a bellyache. Jamie. Um, that's a small bottle, by the way. If five. <laughs> yeah, did it bring any for you? Peg, that's all that Peg left behind. She used them all on the skeddy. <laughs> I would say, I would say three. 
Uh, I do think there's some really funny things here. I did enjoy meeting the family, but the, the it does feel very disjointed and bizarre at times. Yeah. So I still had a good time with it, but it's definitely not an iconic episode. I would mirror exactly what you said, Jamie. Absolutely. It's a uh, three out of five. It had some solid jokes. Um, definitely a couple laugh out loud moments, uh, you know, but like you said, it felt disjointed, like we just talked about, in that the reason for getting her over there to that house, it wasn't the most cohesive thing. And it didn't lend itself to the types of jokes that I thought were going to be made, uh, you know, like with the with all the pregnancy stuff. But uh, I still thought it was funny. I loved the guest spots, obviously, like we talked about. Uh, those are fantastic. And I, I like that set, too. That set was mad extra, and I loved it. So, yeah, three out of five. Cool. Yeah, we didn't talk about this set too much. It really looked good. It looked it looked pretty authentic. It actually looked nice for where, you know, I didn't expect them to live in a place that nice. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, considering who they are and how they behave. Right, yep. I'll be a little kinder. I'll give it a 3.5 out of 5. Still not amazing. Nowhere near... Anything we've been watching from season five or anything like that, season four, three, nothing like that. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it wasn't torture. Some good jokes. The pills was a good joke. Sympathetic pregnancy for Jefferson, not really my thing. <laughs> right. I'm so glad there wasn't another baby meeting. Oh my God. Right. Uh, and Dan, you missed one even, and you're still annoyed by it. <laughs> You missed the whole uh, anti-baby meeting. I know. Well, I, I watched it. You watched I just, it, though. Right. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. No, I definitely watched it. Unfortunately, I wasn't spared completely. Yeah, she didn't have to get in depth with it, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. And, you know, in re- relation to how, you know, we're rating even this episode, you know, and you have to compare it to the great ones, obviously, and that's the scale that we're going on. But, you know... I've been doing a lot of just uh, channel surfing lately. Usually I stick to like, you know, Netflix, Amazon and Hulu and those type of things. But I was I was flipping through the TV the other day and in comparison to a lot of sitcoms that have been on the air, Hmm. this episode at the very least take away take away, you know, our our um our reasoning and and all those things that that come into play when we rate these things at the end of the day it's still very entertaining mm. and it's and it's very fun to watch and i and i will not say that about many of the sitcoms that i was <laughs> just cruising by they're just not entertaining like it's they just take the dumbest premises and just kind of try and work off of that and this show always kind of has the balls to go out there and go as far as they would uh even with an episode like this and i wouldn't say it's edgy by any means but it's fun it's different it's it's, it's comical, you know. It's a good yeah. time, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, I'm, I have to say I, I enjoyed the the Wanker County segment more than I should have probably. Um, I was just an, I just zoned into it somehow on my last rewatch right before we recorded, so I think that helped. Uh, you know, in first watch and all normal watches before we observe things highly, I really didn't think anything of it. It was just you know whatever, but yeah, it was pretty good this time around. Um, the ending, Al being a dog and catching the frisbee in his mouth, that was a highlight for me. <laughs> <laughs> right? That was good. That was the point five. The leg, that was great. 
bouncing up and down. Yeah, so that, that's the point five for me. <laughs> so three, three, and a three point five. Uh, we don't want to bump people out. Listen, you know the same people that might have complained. Like, what do you guys love every single episode? I mean, hey, so you can't you can't be upset now. <laughs> <laughs> we're not giving fives and 4.5s. We're not handing those out like uh, gas pills anymore. Yeah, and you know what's funny about it too, though? I think that we rated it pretty well because it's not by any means a, a horrible episode. It's not a horrible TV show. Like, I, we love this show. Right. But, you know, given what we've seen before on this show and the greatness it's uh, ob- obtained, um, this is just a little subpart of that, but not not bad by any stretch of the imagination. No, it's fine. No, I mean, with a three, uh, the, a three, it, by definition, I still, I like it. It's like it, yep. You know? I, I, I like it. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> I, 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 I like it. <laughs> yeah, three. We do, in case anybody lost track, we do Netflix, the old Netflix ratings. One is hated it, two is didn't like it, three is liked it, four is really liked it, and five is loved it. Yep. And uh, none of us are loving this one or the one that came before it, for sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> but will we love If I Could See Me Now? Al gets glasses and only wishes they were rose-colored. That's what we are reviewing next week. Tune in. Until then, next time you're you're going to go shopping for dog food, make sure there are 50% more cat parts. <laughs>